episode i have such an amazing guest he is an indigenous artist and he is jay otis what's up brother how you doing i'm pretty good man just chilling you know I me mean? yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> just woke up <laughs> just woke up i know yeah, yeah i feel you i woke up about 30 minutes ago <laughs> yeah my bad <laughs> oh, you're good you're good you're good, you're good. Yeah got to get business done yeah yeah i needed i needed a call like 30 minutes ahead just to make sure that we're still doing this uh, yeah i was like well we never finalized it we were like yeah saturday but we never set a time yeah <laughs> but yeah. i just you're just like one or two i'm like sounds good so then just hey, yeah like, he, yeah he said yeah that's yeah that's good so, <laughs> yeah. i was like all right well i guess we're just this was just gonna wing it <laughs> yeah for sure no but um like so you're you're indigenous artist hip-hop artist and we i just recently got connected to you over instagram well like within a year not just recently but yeah. within the year of 2021 and at first you know, I didn't really see anything like because I guess your page is kind of new still. Yeah. Yeah. Your page is kind of new. So was mine. And but we we're both building, grinding throughout the year. And then you released your album, Chapter One. Yes, and it was uh, it was fire, dude. Yeah, man. It was fire. Chapter One was insane. Uh, I was making that album for like almost a year. Yeah, like one of the songs I do for love I had in the chamber uh, since like May 2020. Really? Yeah, and I couldn't finish it. I didn't know how to finish it, right? Oh, so like, okay. you know when you know when I was like, send some away, mm-hmm. dude. Um, so I ended up finishing that entire song. Uh, so in order to know the history of that song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in 2018, right, my grandma got murdered by police. Oh wow! Yeah, my gookum, right? So mm-hmm. she was in she was in Timmins, right? She was uh, she she had like a heart problem, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also diabetic in a wheelchair, like dialysis and shit. So what happened was that she went to the hospital. The hospital refused to check her heart, right? She was having heart problems. No one was mm-hmm. listening to her. They're just like, get on dialysis, whatever. That's all we're gonna do for you. Like the health services are like denying her. Like, I mean, like help. Um which was found in the autopsy that she was actually right and that her heart was fucking up. But um, no, so what happened, right, was she was going through all the shit, like stroke type shit. And then 
uh, the police just fucking drag her out of her wheelchair, rough her up, her pants like stuck to the snow. Shit. This is like minus 30 outside. Mm-hmm. They legit drag her to the cruiser, rough her up, throw her in a cell, leave her there bleeding for the whole night, right? They switch guards that, that morning. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's like a puddle of blood underneath her, her, um, her, her cot, right? And then the hospital didn't even want to help her after that. So she's there bleeding out. And the hospital's like, yo, she got to go. We don't want her here. And then uh, I guess they're like trying to pass it on to like a woman's shelter worker, right? Mm-hmm. And it just happened to be my fucking uncle that's walking her. No, that's my mom. And if you don't help her, I'm going to fucking press charges. But they didn't want to help her. So they just put her in a room to let her die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's messed up. But yeah, do that for, is. Yeah, Do For Love is about that, though. It's about um, this really rough... Uh, way to go you know what I mean mm-hmm. and uh, I was just like seeing about that because like the lawyers were saying yeah there ain't shit we could do like the SIU investigators already covered up all the tracks for the police and the healthcare unit for this town mm-hmm. because when natives get killed right they put they do something called an SIU investigation right so what the SIU investigators job is is to cover up all the tracks as possible to make sure that the city cannot get sued Wow. Like they they cover up police that rape our women. They cover up all these different things, right? And like, it's really messed up. And the messed yeah. up part is, is that it's our own people that are the SIU investigators that do that shit. They just mm-hmm. get paid a lot. They're kind of like sellouts, but like, yeah, man. So I made when I when the lawyer said, "Yeah, there ain't nothing we could do about it," right? I was like, "Yo, this is messed up." And then I went down and started making do for love. And that shit was hard, man, because that's like years of fucking like trying to get over that shit. Yeah. 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 What uh, the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's dark, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful song, man. Like it's about healing, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then the rest of the music is like, uh, we were like discussing like an album idea. We're like, okay, so we should make a trilogy. We're like just bullshitting right in 2020. Okay. We're gonna make three chapters. We're gonna make, we're gonna call it the sin, like the, what, the signing trilogy. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, three legendary signing <laughs> <coughs> from Naruto. Have you ever heard of them? Like, mm-hmm. have you ever watched no. Naruto? Yeah. Right, so there's, there's these three iconic pieces, right, inside of the story that develops a story. And each each signing, right, is a legendary ninja slash warrior that represents setting. So like uh Tsunade, right? She represents love. And then there's um there's one that's called the pervy sage, which is like kind of lust, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then there's there's like Orochimaru, that's like the mental wanting power, um, like war, like he's he's angry, you know what I mean? Anger. Sorry. <coughs> but um we based the album off that. So with chapter one, it was um love until the heart. And we're like, okay, so how are we gonna tell the story? I was like, okay, we're gonna start it off as we're gonna I'm just gonna show the pain of it, right? Like the pain of the heart that like that shit put on me. But then it was like, okay, we're gonna start it off as I'm in love, right? Special to crazy in love, Spider-Man, you know what I mean? got me crazy running up these walls you know what i mean um and then after that i think it went into like more of a lust state which was the way you move um 
after it was love me love me is like a hypothetical scenario where we're on tour and we get shot and we die on the spot and it's like and then it's just telling the fan base like you'll tell me you love me before it's too late you know what i mean because like that shit happens all the time like you look at all the artists touring away right now mm-hmm. right a majority of them get killed and it's just it's just raw you know what I mean? it's sad yeah say, but it's a reality right now right so i made a song about that um then it was about more of a heartbreak so it was like okay so after the lust there's a song called choices no not choices it was uh clouded which is about breaking out of a toxic relationship so like a girl's like trying to choke you out and stuff like drowning you trying to kill your spirit like yo i don't want you doing this shit anymore like you got to focus on me your your only obligation is to me now you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like someone's trying to suck the soul out of a man so i was like okay i'm gonna put that there kind of have like a succubus vibe right which is like a demon that sucks the life out of you um and then it was underwater so like just um just the emotional changes of like going through a mass amount of trauma and like um being in the survival mode right when your emotions get cut off so there's a point in every everyone's lives where something really bad happens and you turn into a robot you can't feel anymore you turn cold right mm-hmm. and so that song is about that and it's about like not wanting to be this dark person anymore you know what i mean so it's like someone save me i'm drowning underwater you know what i mean Mm-hmm. And it's like this inner battle between yourself and then then it breaks off and then it just transitions into like what chapter two is gonna be which is like choices and like spotlight right mm. and then uh this chapter two is insane because we're doing a rochimaru right away uh, which is the war so mm-hmm. this album chapter two is going to be called art and war um 30 song collab i got like four artists in cali you know two from atlanta one from like virginia uh two from the uk one from new zealand one from australia the guy from australia is wicked too he's also nietzsche you know what i mean he's, oh, like, half, nice. he's like half native man uh-huh. i swear this man flows like big pun like you know how big pun was known for it's like little 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 little, little you know what i mean like Mm-hmm. I mean, he got that flow on lock, man. And he sounds like him, too. Like, he's wicked, man. Wow. Yeah, I found this guy, like, uh, was it just, just a few weeks ago. I was like, yo, you want to jump on this huge thing? He was like, say less. You know I mean? So now we're working with a guy from Australia. Um, we got some people, like, one of, uh, one of our guys is, like, the nephew to the president of Uganda. Mm-hmm. So, what like... The- yeah so so automatically when the album drops it's it's like platinum in uganda like it's covered on every single radio slash tv channel yeah and then uh (laughs) yeah that's that's messed up ain't it (laughs) and and then we got one of our homies right that lives in toronto but he's from nigeria and then like i mean so we got like a roster like what like almost like 10 to 16 artists on this song plus like nine producers or something like that wow man that's exciting dude like it's it's big because we're we're planning to use this as an international collab opportunity yeah like like we're talking about like yo we we create a major collab right Mm -hmm. get all these people from europe to feature on the album and cross collab with the people from north america right 
we just created an international tour segue. We're already working hard. Um, we we ended up signing most of the artists like from out there to be like audio engineers. So we're training them to like do tracking sessions with clients and like start working. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of just making music and trying to wait on royalties, they're able to actually like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Making big moves, man. Yeah, that's big, man. <laughs> that yeah. is huge. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then there's some other shit I could tell you about, but I don't think I should because it's uh, it's it's uh, something that's probably gonna like hit or miss. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like for sure set in stone, but this album is, you know, <laughs> like yeah. and all this thing is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But what I will say is we're we're looking on to doing some a few movies, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gathering some funding. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Making big moves. What's well, the only way to do it, man? Is to just uh aim for the stars. Just shoot for the moon and just go for it. Like, what do you have to lose? Exactly right. What do you have to lose, man? And that's what I've learned so far this year too. Is just to, just to shoot for the moon. And if you don't get it, then so what? Just keep doing it. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, it's uh, that's amazing, dude. That's amazing news. Like that's that's huge news. And when you tour here, you got to come to Oklahoma. Yeah, and we can kick it. <laughs> sure, man. Yeah, I think do a uh, show here. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, um, what I was planning on doing was, uh, we're gonna, I think we're gonna be touring in like Europe first, like mm-hmm. in November of like twenty twenty two, right? We're planning to hit like UK, Germany, Finland, New Zealand, Australia, all these different places, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the summer coming around is when we tour North America. So this way, like everyone from around the neighboring towns could come and like vibe and like come to the concerts and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, without needing to worry about like icy roads and all that. Yeah. So like, yeah, man. No, we've been we've been planning about this for a long time. Yeah. That's I was even do it. Yeah. I was even debating on buying a house in Mobile, Alabama. Oh yeah. I was debating on it because uh, if I live there, right hour drive right mm-hmm. Atlanta, right? a little bit to the other side you know what I mean? another another state it's like kind of in the middle so i could just yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. might as well <laughs> Maybe. Uh, apparently real estate is cheap in the states right now you know I mean? yeah there's some yeah yeah depends on where you live i know texas is pretty cheap and I think mainly South is like pretty cheap to live in. Like yeah. Cali is pretty expensive. Up North, uh, like New York and everything, that's expensive too. But yeah. yeah, I'd say like typically around the South area is pretty cheap. You could, you could probably find a decent house for a, a great price. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's better than here. Six million dollars for like a house. <laughs> say what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was looking at this one house, right? It was in BC. I was like, damn, that's that's a nice house. Mm-hmm. Six six mil. Six mil. I was messed up. I was like, damn. And then like all the houses in Toronto are a mil plus. 
Holy. Yeah, real estate is stupid right now, man. Like, I don't know what's up with Ontario, man. But mm-hmm. like, it's not even in Ontario. It's like, like, majority of like Canada is like, yo, people are like up buying all these houses and shit. Wow. Yeah, it's like a real estate grab, man. Everyone's just trying to be like, invest in the bulk real estate and then just mm-hmm. rent it out to everyone. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, I I said like once I ever start like making a ton of money, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> buy, buy a couple houses and rent them out. <laughs> dude, dude, you already know. But yeah, that's dang. It sucks <laughs> up there though. <laughs> yeah. And you're based out of uh, tell tell us where you're based out of. Where I'm, the, I'm where the HQ is. HQ is actually my reserve. So in this house right now, we don't even have running water. Oh. Yeah. I'm in like, I'm in my reserve, man. Albany 67, you know what I mean? 67A. Mm-hmm. 67th reserve established in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm based out of. I bought Starlink though, so I have really fast internet, just no running water. Uh, oh yeah, you we yeah we were talking about that. You're you're like yeah we got I got Starlink now. <laughs> yeah yeah I'm like yeah, yeah. dude no more dial tone man. <laughs> <laughs> Drove back to download speed was five kb. So that well I just learned over the week that I have weak Wi-Fi. So really? yeah, uh, it's not, good, it's not Starlink. <laughs> It was, it was jarring, man. I ended up having faster Wi-Fi than most places down south. I was like <laughs> laughing so fucking hard. I was like shit. Download speed 300 megabytes from like 5kb a second to like 300 a second. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's a big jump. Yeah. You could do a lot now. You could, you could stream. Yeah. If you game. I don't know if you game. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> No <laughs> uh, more paying like three grand for internet <laughs> a month. Is it? It's like, damn. They used to charge us, man, like per megabyte for that dial tone stuff. So. Whoa. Yeah. Three grand. Dude, like, Bro, that's oh, insane. Wait. Well, it wasn't three grand. We're exaggerating. It was like, um, oh, oh, okay. It was like twelve. It was twelve hundred dollars a month Whoa. for internet. Yeah still that's that's a lot yeah i, I think we pay like 40. dude us <laughs> is like 130 now thanks to starlink so shout out to elon musk yeah. yo shout out elon shout out yeah <laughs> bro when did you first start getting into music when did you know you wanted to be an artist uh shit. so when i was like well, since I was growing up, man, like I was, I was drumming on the hand drum, like since I was four. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was singing away like all my life. It was like, eh, like in just the rhythm, you know. What I mean, of always singing like in sweats and shit, like sweats. I never went to power. I was always just sweats, shit, like shaking tents, sun dance, you know, what I mean? different things like that. Mm. But um, that's where I learned how to sing, right? And then, believe it or not, I used to. I picked up a guitar when I was like 13, started learning guitar, and I would sing like Johnny Cash. I, I used I grew up singing Johnny Cash, like all these different rock country songs, right? I was like, 
it's way different genre you know what i mean like and i was good at it i was performing on stages with like 400 people you know what i mean Damn. and uh and then uh what happened was i bought an audio interface it was like this really cheap more 12 right and like i had this really cheap acer i was recording on audacity it was bad and like i just i would rip freaking beats off of youtube you know what i mean i was this little 16 year old kid you know and just trying trying to experiment and um yeah so i released some shit on soundcloud and youtube right it's like mm. um the reasons i believe that was the first song i ever made i ever recorded and that was like um that was like 2016 you know what i mean um i just buried like four of my friends of suicide while i'm like out of my reserve trying to get try to go to school right because like mm. my high school is like yo uh we can't we can't provide any of the classes you need you gotta leave like you gotta go down south man like on your own i was like okay so i gotta leave my family all that shit are you gonna help sponsor me like you gonna give me money nah just go so like i took off north bay you know what i mean and then i got a job i was going to school i was paying bills i was paying my phone bill all that shit and then um i think the first few months i was there right it was like okay new year's just passed i'm back and back down south right mm-hmm. and then i was like oh uh, like someone someone killed themselves and then it was month after month after month right for like i don't know like there's probably like five youth um that killed themselves like every month you know what i mean so it's like every time i call back home once a month oh by the way he killed himself oh fuck you know what i mean it's like all oh, my cousins you know shit they're dropping like leaves mm-hmm. and then um I remember one of my cousins, he was like 12 years old, hung himself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, RIP, you know, Jared. Yeah. But um, yeah, he, he hung himself and I was like, yo, I gotta make something to help stop these youth from killing themselves. So I made the reason. So I recorded that little song, you know what I mean? Put it on SoundCloud, boom. And then all my little, all my cousins, right, just started blasting that song all the time. It was a bad song. Like, it wasn't that good. There's a lot of F-bombs and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was like thinking, I was like, yo, I got to just say, say something and tell it how it really is. So shed light on what we're all going through or what we went through. So I started talking about, like, um, unsafe environments in the home, like uh, toxicity or, like, trauma. And like, uh, you know how like, you know, sometimes when like parents drink and all that shit and they backlash, you're like, yo, I just wish you're dead and shit like that. And then like, you know what I mean? When when someone's suicidal, they'll be like, okay, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they'll go do it. Yeah. So like, I, I wanted to shed light on that, right? And then these, these youths kept fucking blasting that song. And I was like, okay, sick. And then 17, moved back here for like a year, right? Drove around the res picking up every single high-risk suicidal youth I could find, brought them all together and said, yo, what's going on? You know what I mean, I started, started getting them to make conversation with themselves, talking about their issues so they know they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And then the moment I started doing that, everyone's like, oh, I'm not alone. And I created this peer-to-peer support group because no one was going after these youth. Uh, no one cared about these youth. They were like turning their backs like, oh, those fucking youth are nuisances, you know what I mean? Like every fucking day. Uh, sorry for cussing by the way are you good um, but um yeah they're like every day they're like yo i don't care about these youth no 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 so mm-hmm. i got all these youth together i'm like okay start talking start talking you know what i mean and then um sometimes i need to bring these youth to like the hospital and stuff 
wait for them to get shipped out for MHU and shit. But that's that's where it all started. Was this rap this rap journey? I was like sixteen, and it started because I wanted to make, uh, music to help people's mental health. And then, um, yeah, so that that went on. I released like "Open Your Eyes." It was really bad too. I was just getting getting into mixing, you know, in vocal mixing, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know how to do it. So what I did was, um, yeah, I made that. Hey, yo, Lewis. Yo. yo, turn on your volume. Yeah. Thanks. That's <laughs> it. Sorry. You're good. My cousin's <laughs> in like right next door. <laughs> in my room. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, man. Like that's where it all started. Was just helping these guys out, and then yeah, open your eyes. I was really new to music mixing. Like, but that's when we all started, right? You got to start somewhere, you know what I mean? When you're in a res, nothing's handed to you. It's not like you could go to a studio. You got to learn all this shit from scratch. So that's where it all started. And then from there, um, yeah, from there, it was like, okay, dun, dun, dun. hit a brick wall, right? Uh, my cousin and grandma got killed on the same day like I talked about. Except uh, the one thing I forgot was like, my cousin got shot the same day by police in the same city. Different incident. Got shot like four times. Whoa. Like two in the chest, I mean one in the head, one in the stomach. Yeah. Holy so shit. they they finished them off, and it was like two cops on top of that. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, that was uh, Joey Knapp Sweet. You could Google this shit too, man. It's like uh, search up Agnes Sutherland, Joey Knapp Sweet, Timmins, Ontario, and then you'll you'll see this huge news report, like a uh, great aunt and like nephew killed same day different incident timid's police like it was big man yeah wow. I remember that. yeah I remember that man oh my that, god that's where it all started man that's where all the music creativity came was from that so i've been in the music game now for since 20 2016. Yeah. 2016 okay yeah yeah i just um i went to algonquin college 2020 uh, studying underneath music industry arts. So that's when I was like, that's when they started teaching me all the secrets, like, oh, aux sense. Nice. And I was like, mm. so auxiliary sense, instead of like using like your channel strip, your main channel strip, mm. you leave the dry signal inside your mix and then you feed everything outward with all your effects. So mm. it doesn't doesn't get like oversaturated, right? And then you lose that raw, that raw signal at the same time. So you keep keep the soul of the music you have all your effects on the end and you just blend all that shit and then you create a crazy mix with it so they taught me all that. i was like okay and then they taught me the secrets of like different different things like parallel compression um how to properly use your eq where everything sits so like they just i've been doing this all by myself already right mm. they just they just taught me all the secrets on how to use all the tools to its max potential so i was like okay i sat back and i listened and then before they even started teaching mastering, I found out how to master really good mixes. I was like, okay, okay. And I was like, um, before I finished my my course in Algonquin, I got an offer, right, to do some work. And I was like, I told my profs about it. like, dude, go for it. Are you kidding me? You're, you're going to get paid more than half these people inside of this, uh, inside of this course right now, leaving with a diploma. So they're like, go do these contracts, come back when, when everything dies down. 
that thing's really dying down. So then, cheers. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's wicked, man. Wow. That's so cool, man. Like, well, I know, I remember before we, a couple weeks ago, I like how, you know, you're, you're doing music, but you're also trying to help the youth. And I remember you sent me that video where you made a music video with them. Yeah. Yeah. And because I know, like, I know growing up on a res, man, it's like nothing's available. There's nothing to do. And there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of alcoholism and uh, like, like neglect. And you just kind of feel like you don't belong, I guess. And there's so much like, like you said, like a toxic kind of way of life where you just kind of feel like you can't even talk to anybody either because it's more of like, well, growing now, it's probably different. It's getting, it's probably, it's getting better and different because we're starting to give back, like trying to say, Hey, you know, like, don't be afraid to, like show your feelings or talk, you know, just talking is helpful, you know, but back then, like for me, it was like, Oh, don't, you know, don't, yeah, don't, don't cry. Don't, don't show emotion. Men, like, men, keep men don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> shit like that, you know? And it was like, and that's the way, like I was brought up and then, and it made me hold in stuff that I really wanted to talk about. I held it in for a yeah. long time. Yeah. And it was yeah. awful. Yeah. And so that's really cool that you're that you're giving your time and your energy for these youth that do need these type of things. And music is like, man, I love music. I, I still love music, but growing up, like music got me through so much. It got me through some hard times and had somebody just came through with like a beat machine because I wanted to make beats, man. I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to yeah. be a top producer like Timbaland, Neptunes, <laughs> yeah. and like had somebody yeah. just came through with a beat machine and like the software and just kind of just, just spend a day with us or a weekend, man. Yeah. That would have been like, that would have been tight. Yeah. Well, like, look at, so I'm 21 right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember like what it went, what, what saved me, right? Cause like music legit saved my life. It's like, you're talking about a youth who didn't self-medicate. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, all my cousins were like already like doing like methamphetamines and like opioids and fucking weed to like cope with what the hell they're going through. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I just sat back and like, I'm just going to make a song. You know? <laughs> like I'm going to say, you know, like, cause I didn't want to, I looked around my surroundings. I seen like all these different like issues i was like i don't want to be a part of it you know what i mean so i um i developed this workshop idea it was like healing through music okay so i'm gonna give these kids something that i wish someone brought to me i'm gonna give them one of the tools that i wish i learned mm-hmm. um so i i dropped like what sixty thousand of my own money into studio equipment mm-hmm. learned how to use it all brought it to the community like okay youth that's what we're gonna do we're gonna make music videos called up one of my homies who won some awards for filmmaking 
I was like, yo, this is the op. Okay, he flew down, isolated reserve, stayed here for one year so far. Did like all these workshops, creating safe spaces for these youth. Um, just showing them that someone actually cares. You know I mean, that, yo, know, we at least care for you. You know what I mean? You're not alone in this thing. And then, so, then we feed them every day. That's the most important part. A lot of these youth don't have food at home. You know what I mean? Due to the, like, the addictions crisis we have. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, we're feeding all these youth. We're giving them a safe space. We're making them be able to be themselves. You know what I mean? To like, step away from like the mass facade of like being hard all the time mm-hmm. okay let's let's just let's just have, let them have fun and um i've seen so much change man these youth these like run around every everywhere start doing b and e's like smashing windows busting cars up you know what i mean like all this shit like non-stop right mm-hmm. they went from that for a whole year before the program program starts everything stops everything these youth are respectful they're trying to work hard at school now and they're trying to chase their dreams now all because like, we showed them hey anything's possible just do it you know what i mean yeah no one's, gonna, no, one, no one's gonna hand you out an opportunity like hey here's an opportunity you gotta make it that's what we're trying to teach them and then the song weeds that they released right mm-hmm. dude that got us like a youth center that got the, these youth the youth that made the song, right? Mm-hmm. A full out youth center. We're talking about like probably like what six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. I'm like, dude, the band office, the Muskego Council, all these people, right, that are supposed to be doing community development, right? Mm-hmm. All neglected the youth. So no youth centers, no nothing like that, right? Programming very limited. There's nothing for us. One year doing that what around like some some um what's it called um a private sponsor seen it right so someone with a lot of dough right who wants to just help out and hand hand out like gifts and shit mm-hmm. like yo i'll give you a youth center <laughs> 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 like what and and so we're 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 building a youth center right now so it should be up in operational 2023 oh wow and we're talking recording studio, film studio, rec hall, probably put some arcade cabinets, some air hockey, some pool tables, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And three and three residencies so we could fly in artists and producers from all over the world, come to Albany for like a week or two, do a workshop with the youth. Dang, that's dope, man. Yeah. That is so dope. Yeah. So, um, and I'm training these youth too how to mix and master and become engineers and all that stuff while they're mm-hmm. like 13. So these youth are 13 right now training, right? Mm-hmm. By the time they're 16, they're going to be on my level. They're going to be like insane engineers. Mm-hmm. When they turn 18, they're signed to 67 off the bat. Really? If they, if they want in on the music industry, oh. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm giving them, I'm giving them everything, the key, everything. I'm giving them, uh, yeah, the studio being built. I'm handing it off to them. I'm giving them um, all the money for contracting to do programming. Mm-hmm. So off the bat, they could make some decent dough to help them get out of you know what I mean? mm-hmm. this place. I'm going to save up at least like 60 grand before they leave. <laughs> I mean, like by the time they're like 18, 19, you know what I mean? 
it'll be set for like a handful of years you know what I mean? mm-hmm. like yeah man so i'm trying to set up for them yeah man that's awesome dude that's <laughs> so freaking cool yeah yeah my tribe is just now like they're trying to build a youth a youth center i believe yeah. it used to be a high school gym for our basketball team mm-hmm. but that place hasn't been used in years and it's just been sitting there and i think yeah. i think now they're finally trying to gut it out and make it a youth center i don't know if they're gonna i don't know if they're gonna put like pool tables or like whatever in there i don't even know what they're gonna do inside of it but but yeah. that was that's like the first of a that's the first time like they've ever spoken about a youth center like yeah. since forever i don't even think we've had one ever so yeah, maybe that's the plan for them is to bring in people to do workshops there that's yeah. since you talk about it because i don't really know too much about i mean what it is to have a youth center i mean none of us know what it is all we know mm-hmm. is a youth center is supposed to be a safe space for at-risk mm-hmm. youth right mm-hmm. so youth who don't have a safe space at home so let's say their parents are blacked out, drunk, right? There's there's some stuff going on at home that's not supposed to be going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We all know what I mean when we say that. Um, they have a somewhere safe to go. Instead of running around at night from 2 a.m. till sunrise waiting to go to school. Mm-hmm. A safe space where they could go. A safe place where they could talk to someone. You know what I mean? That's what a youth center is supposed to be is a support system for these youth. Mm-hmm the issue with our reserves, right, is the people who are doing all these abuses to these youth are all family. So someone on chief and counsel, oh, but I'm related to him. I can't let that tarnish my reputation. So what do they do? They don't They don't want no one to talk about what's going on behind closed doors, right? Mm-hmm. And dude, that's a major reason why a lot of us are self-medicating at a young age. Just kids like 10 years old doing speed. That's a meth. That's meth, bro. That's crystal. Yeah. And they're like, I'm just hurting inside. I'm suicidal. I'm like, why why are you suicidal at age 12? Tell me. <laughs> like, but no, like a majority of our communities go through the same shit. It's it's a matter of intergenerational trauma. And that's probably a major reason why there's no youth centers. There's no support systems like that for youth. Because a lot of motherfuckers are hiding a lot of skeletons in the closet, bro. True. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much like um uh what's the word I'm looking for? So much like uh there's a proper word for it, but shit covered up, I should say. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of shit that's covered up and and we don't know like what each individual family or person is even going through, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, like you said, like nobody likes to talk because it could ruin a reputation. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's another thing that needs to like end. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy what humans can do. Yeah, for sure, man. And like, that's just why I'm trying to do this work. I'm trying to build a foundation. So like, Hey, you got to save space. I leave my footprint. Okay, mm-hmm. off to another community. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Albany is just a pilot. I'm planning to go to reservations across Canada and then 
um, if if people want it in the states, like different like First Nation communities in the states want it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, then I could go do the training over there, help you guys out. And it's just a matter of teaching programming because the thing is, it's one thing to have people doing workshops from outside of the community, right? But what does that leave the youth with? You know what I mean? They build a safe, it takes at least four days to have a safe space with someone, right? You just mm-hmm. met four days of, hey, da da da, safeguarding, it's okay, you're safe, I'm not gonna take advantage of you, nothing like that, right? Mm-hmm. We're here for you to help you. It takes four days to establish that with a new youth. And then you have what, five days left of the workshop after. And then after they develop a bond with that person, they call this person genuinely cares, no, 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 he's trying to like make sure we're safe and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He feeds us, poof, gone. You know what I mean? Nowhere to be in contact with, nothing like that. And then the youth need to start over from scratch, right? Mm-hmm. So the best thing for workshops, right, is to have someone in the community who's safe, like who's who's a good role model, who's, you know what I mean, genuine, uh, to get trained as a facilitator, right? Mm-hmm. Establish these things with the youth. So now they know, oh, well, he's also our big cousin, you know what I mean? He's like the big bro or he's the she's the big sister and then they have this huge workshop going on non-stop and they're like getting trained and all that stuff but it's a huge community like it has to come from inside man that's the that's the main issue if you fly in people from outside all the time um nothing's gonna change right the way people move they're not gonna they're not gonna want to open up all the time every time repeating the same story every day you know what i mean mm-hmm you just need that person that's in there, safe hold everything. Like, okay, boom. But I'm bringing in someone, you know what I mean, to help us out with the workshop. That's that's a different story. So like, if I when I go to communities, it'd be like I'm staying there for like a year. I'm helping doing the training with these people. When I know they're okay, okay, step back. Here you go. Here's all the funding, or like at least help get gather up all the funding for it to keep it sustainable. And then it's like okay. Now do you guys need a youth center? Because um, the youth center that's being built too is a pilot. So if we get this done properly, man, they're mass producing all these youth centers mm-hmm. and they're shipping them up to all these different res- reserves after. And then, yeah, well, that's, uh, yeah, I've been working on a lot, man. <laughs> it's like, it's like I got all this community development, right? That I'm trying to get done. At the same time, I'm doing six, seven records, right? So I got like, like 16 artists that I'm looking after, helping manage and help their content and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, developing like four albums. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, still trying to build up my career at the same time. <laughs> That's good, though. I mean, you're keeping yourself occupied and you're yeah. not stopping. Like, That's what I've been doing, too. Like, just, like the first of the year, it was like, oh it's just a podcast then like once may june hit then i started doing videography work and then once like september hit i started doing sports uh casting for our football team and our high school football team i know it's high school but it's like it's it was new to me like i've never done that before and and then i started working with our language program I started mm-hmm. doing the audio visual stuff for that. And so from, I'd say June to just the middle of December, it was like, 
I was everywhere, nonstop, on the go, all the time. Yes, and I and then like about a couple weeks ago, I finally got to kind of rest, kind of yeah. got to rest and catch up. And now, you know, I'm starting to pick things back up on the podcast. And I got some other stuff going on too, but but it's good, man. It's good to keep yourself occupied and um, not overwork yourself. But you know your limit. You know your yeah. limit. You know when you. <clears throat> kind of shut off and rest and but that's that's awesome dude like you're doing so much work and i love going back to what you said about giving these make not making but showing these kids how to make an opportunity for themselves you know yeah. like because like you said man it's true dude like nobody gives you a handout nobody's just gonna come up to your doorstep and say here uh do this for me you know, yeah. people have to see you like work your butt off. And exactly. because because my friend was like, people are always watching you. Like you might not think so, but you gotta stay consistent with stuff and people will watch you. And then, you know, like opportunities may come. But like with me, I was, you know, I was like, Man, somebody just hand me something, you know, somebody give me an opportunity. But dude, I had to like start this and start making yeah. my own opportunities. Exactly. Yeah. And I get it, man. I get it now. Like you have that's what you have to do, man. You have to do it for yourself. Thanks. Like, like I remember the first time I seen your page, right? I was like, oh, he, he's you know, he's just doing his thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, when I seen you're consistent and you're like, yo, you want to jump on the podcast? I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah man. like you already know bro it's like it's like you already know like we're both on our way up right so mm-hmm. like it's the moment like let's say if I, I i hit i hit the jackpot like let's say imagine two years from now everyone's just gonna ram like they're gonna spam this this podcast be like holy cow mm-hmm. they yeah J? or like <laughs> yeah I mean, it's like what the hell man like, yeah. that's why i was like yeah because like yeah, think about like a contents being out there recorded i mean for the whole world mm-hmm. b it's just for the love of, like doing what we want to do you know yeah pretty blessed that's the thing dude <laughs> like yeah like you know we're doing what we love man we're doing what we love and we we don't have to answer to nobody like this is my show i bring on who i want and and i think it's so like crazy how we kind of just met on Facebook, not on Facebook, but Instagram. Yeah, yeah. We just nice. kind of started following each other, and then we kind of just yeah. watched each other grow. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're like, okay, he's on the same level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed listening to the snippets before your album came out. Yeah, because you, you're releasing some snippets. Yeah, and I was, I was like, like, dang, when is this when is this album dropping? And I didn't want to like just go up in your inbox and say, yo, when's it dropping? Like I wanted like I know it's a build up and I know yeah. it's uh I know it's promo and and I was oh, like, dude. I cannot wait for this album to drop. It's gonna be yeah. fire. I'm gonna feel so bad for you and like soon too, because we're like we're getting ready to drop snippets for like uh trilogy chapter two, and we got 30 songs. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's gonna be sn- like a lot of snippets, and it's gonna be like a four month build up. <laughs> <We're in Gaza. laughs> 
you thought you shot you were waiting for chapter one so the day is like <laughs> I got, now i gotta wait months for chapter two yeah. it'll be worth it though man what what you've told me about the different artists you got just internationally and is it gonna be okay so it's would you say 30 over 30 or 30 songs like 30 minimum okay yeah so it'll be a double album right dude it's a that's a triple album an triple. lp is an lp right it is mm-hmm. 20 24 songs what's an ep an ep is a short album like it's between six to ten songs what does that mean what does ep mean ep i guess it's more like um it's just a mini album it's like, okay it's legit like um the way they just they, i gotta google that actually I yeah I, I can't remember what ep actually stands for all i know is an ep is like a small project oh okay um ep meaning right uh yeah, an EP stands for an extended play, which is longer than a single, shorter than an album. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. Yeah. So then, then there's like something called LP, right? Which is mm-hmm. like 20, 20 something songs. And which is technically a double album. That's what like Tupac started, right? Making albums that big. Mm-hmm. And then and then this one is just like, I'm I'm like I was just like, man, we just have too many artists. We need to make 30 songs at least to like get everyone collabing with each other. <laughs> yeah. And like I'm not even gonna be on all those songs, man. It's it's more like a C7 Records playlist type thing. Where it's okay. just like all all these artists are doing like their own things too. So it's like I'll probably be on like half. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then and then the rest is just like let everyone just free flop like free fire everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like and like down the road, we'll probably do a remix to like all these songs, like another album, but remix with different people on different verses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of each song, it's just like a huge rotation after. Or it's gonna be like, oh, I didn't know he he could do this. You know, I mean, like just like this isn't original. This is a remix, but I like this remix too. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like different variations. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I'm super excited. And I gotta wait. I gotta wait four months. <laughs> Dude, I could. I could send you some uh, MP3s too. I got like you got Ooh. like thirteen songs out of thirty right now, mm-hmm. and we also got another like seven in the burner. So it's it's coming fast, man. Like we should probably be done production by March. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's probably gonna be around March, and then mm-hmm. we'll give it like um, probably like two months worth of like airing out you know what i mean i'm gonna upload it send it out to all these editorial playlists and stuff mm-hmm. see if i could get it on anything and then um when it drops well we'll have all the press releases covered and everything like that yeah and i'm trying to put two hundred thousand towards marketing dang okay yeah. all right yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> you <already know. laughs> well send me what you think i would like Oh hell yeah, man! We yeah, 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 yeah. I could, I could just send you a link to the Dropbox. Not scared, like we, we have like, there's like, there's like cricket. Like all of us, all the producers, all the artists have like access to all these files, right? In the cloud. And that's how we work. Yeah. 
yeah. Just do it. Yeah, just Dropbox. Yeah. And then they record your snippet, send us a demo back. We like it. Okay, send us the dry stems. I'll mix it in, type thing. Okay. Yeah, man. It's yeah, hardcore. I'm down. Yeah. I won't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, before we end, you were you sent me a uh, a GoFund. You want to talk about that? Oh yeah. So uh, we're trying to get some clothes for the youth here, right? Um, who can't afford warm clothing during the winter? Gets really cold here. Like right now, we're in the minus thirties. Um, so we're just trying to basically get like some warm clothes for these youth slash maybe some school supplies, some books, um, different things, you know what I mean? Like even just clothing for the year round. So at least they don't need to dress in like rough, roughed out, like hand-me-downs and stuff. Um, so we're trying to get them a lot of stuff, like just so we could just donate because there's no, there's no reason for like youth to struggle that hard. Yeah. You know I mean, like it's yeah. not like they could make their own money or nothing. So um, yeah, I gave I gave you a GoFundMe that you could probably post in the link down below. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that money would go to like a value village or something. We're gonna call them up and like just try to make a deal on like bulk orders and see if we could get a bunch of stuff that looked decent. And, like you know what I mean mm-hmm. for all these youth, and then we're gonna ship it up on a charter or put it on the train and drive it up. Um, I'm kind of hoping to do it for like February 14 type thing. So yeah, we already got some close donations coming in. We just got to figure out how we're going to ship it up. But we're thinking like if we do the, we like just collect money to like just buy it from bulk too. Um, then we could ship everything up on one go. Yeah. Okay. Like every, every little bit counts. I don't, I don't really mind if it's like a few hundred that we only get you know what i mean or something it's at least something you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah anything counts yeah yeah i'll be sure to share it and leading up to mm-hmm. this is probably about two weeks but i'll be sure to share it let everybody yeah. know um because That's you said sure. february 14th is when you'll end it yeah yeah i'm gonna try and then if we if we don't gather enough funds or clothing donations mm-hmm. right i'll just like give out i'll go reach out to the youth that actually really need it and be like hey here but then i'm gonna i'm gonna put it towards next year's because i'm trying to make it an annual thing where it's like annual cold drive and hopefully do it before winter starts <laughs> next time you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> yeah but um yeah man so there's that and also uh if any of you guys want us to do programming uh inside your communities as well like um we got we got a f- website right 67records.com where you could contact us at uh just let us know like if you guys want us to do like a music workshop for your youth down there we could come up and just like teach you guys how to do bring up all of our own equipment though um the youth could make a song slash music video right just gotta discuss the details and then um yeah we'll just run with it or if you want us to do shows in your community or book us for anything just uh shoot us a shoot us an email and we'll get back to you asap yeah yeah Yeah. um and our email is also uh contact at 67records.com yeah (laughs) yeah hit them up 
these guys do great work uh what about your instagram and your yeah facebook as oh. well uh my instagram is j otis 16 so j o t i s 16 uh my facebook is uh j otis i believe and then we have a facebook page called c7 records um oh and on spotify apple music and all that you just type in j dot o t i s to find all my music yeah yeah sick that's pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everybody go give them a follow, hit them up. If you would like them in your community and bring them to your youth, they will bring all their equipment uh, for shows as well. Uh, just bring them down for a show or anything, hit them up. Uh, I will post the GoFundMe. It'll be posted. You Everybody will see it. It'll be posted uh, prior to this, to this release of this episode, but Awesome. And go check them out on Spotify and Apple Music. I I I have you on my Apple Music, so I see. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, everybody go check out Jay Otis. This man is a up and coming artist, and he has he's on the move, man. He's making moves, and he's doing it, man. He's doing it. He's out here doing it, taking opportunities, taking what he wants, and that's a way to do it, man. And so thank you, bro, for coming on. I really do appreciate it. And you're welcome back anytime. Hopefully, you know, if you want, you can come back on before your chapter two releases. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, we can 100%. we can do a little promo for that, too. So I'm, you're more than welcome. <laughs> just hit me up, man. Let me know yeah. you, you're welcome back anytime. We can just get on here and talk about whatever. Yeah, but, sure. But uh, if you're not following Okie Podcast, please do that on Instagram. Okie Podcast, one word. Russell Muscle 49 is my personal. Russell Sun Eagle is my personal on Facebook. Okie Podcast is on Facebook as well. Okie Podcast is available everywhere. Apple Music, Spotify, Audible. I would say Google it or my name and it'll show up. And check out the website, www.okiepodcast.com. So until next time, everybody. Peace. Running wild, the way you move, the way you smile, got me feeling way too special, way too special, 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 special,